0: Now, 630 Chad presents the Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks,
1: 630 Chad, here's Morley Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I thought last night, going into the fourth quarter of the Labor Day Classic in Calgary, there was no way the Edmonton Elks would lose that football game. 28-13, they led after scoring a touchdown late in the third quarter. Uh, they had won the third quarter, which they haven't done very much this year. They had a two-score lead, 28-13 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I even post-game, of course it's easy to do post-game, got accused on uh, Twitter or X of being a little overconfident in the Edmonton Alks, but uh, the way things had gone in the game, the way things had gone in the last three weeks, the way they'd played, I was pretty confident they were going to hold that lead well, as you know, I was wrong. Elks outscored 22-3 in the fourth quarter of the football game last night. They lose the Labor Day Classic for the second season in a row for the 14th time in the last 17 seasons. They lose 35-31 to to the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, it was a big lead that got away, and it started to go away thanks to penalties. Defensive
2: pass interference, Edmonton, number eight. The ball will be placed on the one-yard line, first down.
0: I can't believe it. No way. No way. That's a lousy call. There was no grab. They both were jumping. McLaurin has the right to protect his space as well. I, I just don't know anymore. First and goal from the one.
2: Stevens in at quarterback now for the Stampede. He does what he does best, and that's uh, push it into the end zone. And uh, the Stampeders are making this one interesting. So it's either uh, 31-26 or 31-28. We'll find out in a couple of seconds. as it takes the snap, throws to the back of the end zone. And it's good. Two-point comfort is good, and it's a 31-28 game. First and goal in golf the fourth there's the handoff, second opportunity, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Down. Stan Peters will take the lead on a touchdown run by Dedrick Mills. He's missed once this year. He's 15 of 16. The Labor Day heartbreaker is over for the Edmonton Elks. They built up a big lead in this football game and we're cruising until the fourth quarter hits. They get outscored 22-3 in the fourth quarter. The Calgary Stampeders
1: have won the 2023 Labor Day Classic. Uh, it was a heartbreaker. There's no doubt about that. The loss for the Elks uh, drops their record to 2-10. and They're two wins behind Calgary in the West. Uh, They're two wins behind Hamilton in the East east and one win behind ottawa in the east for the crossover they have to finish ahead of all three of those teams with six games to go that is going to be very difficult but uh, as uh, chris jones uh, said last night there's uh,
3: no quit in this team they've been resilient the entire year i fully expect them to you know they'll be off tomorrow and then they'll come back and get ready to uh, to get the rematch underway and and uh, go play some some tough football this weekend i mean that's that's fully the plan, and like I say, it's uh, it's a young group, and we've got to just continue working with them to work through all the, uh, the issues that young guys make.
1: Getting set for the rematch game on Saturday at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. We're going to talk about that game with uh, the Elks Director of Marketing uh, and Communications, Evan Dom, a little bit later on in the program tonight. Uh, obviously that's uh, a big game, and it's a fun game. It's a game that I think everybody looks forward to. It's Edmonton's half of the Labor Day series. Uh, more with Chris Jones now, as he talked last night about the game with Dave Campbell, who we'll hear from shortly, and myself on our post-game show.
3: Yeah, it was a tough game. I mean, it's as tough as uh, any loss I've ever been involved in. The kids really—they—they they played hard. We just ran out of gas there in the fourth quarter. Uh, again, I think the penalties—you uh, know—and a lot of them, you know, very close penalties. You know, the the hold and a couple of the PIs—they could have gone either way. And uh, unfortunately for us, every call went against us in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, and it's funny—you get the penalties down, but you still it still ends up costing you a bit. And you had to
3: only six tonight, I believe. So. Yeah, well, the, the hold was a huge one. I mean, it's a 20-yard gain, and, and you get a hold. I mean, you know, those can be called on just about every play, and so uh, untimely untimely penalty there, because if we go down and score a touchdown, it's essentially over.
1: Talk about the fourth quarter and how it got away from
3: you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, we had a good lead there, and we we couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get them off the field in the second half. They did a real nice job of getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than what they did in the first half, and uh, they were better against zone. When we did man up, we, uh, like I say, we we had trouble covering them number one and number two. We had trouble tackling, and then number three, we took the untimely uh, PI calls, which were which were, you know, damning to our efforts to try to win the game.
1: There you go. Chris Jones from uh, last night on our post-game show. Here's what the Calgary Stampeders did in the final three minutes of that football game last night. A 70-yard drive, which was capped off by a uh, touchdown uh, plunge by uh, Tommy Stevens. uh, One yard into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, Then an 83-yard touchdown drive. Uh, Diedrich Mills ended up getting into the end zone on that one. That was after uh, Jake Mayer had run one in from five yards out uh, earlier in the quarter uh, to give the Calgary Stampeders the win 35-31. Uh, to 31. Outscored the Elks 22-3. Uh, both sides wear this, particularly the defense, because as you heard Chris Jones say they couldn't get them off the field. The offense sputtered in the fourth quarter. After putting up 28 points in the first three quarters, they had some difficulty. Uh, and the defense could not stop Jake Mayer and the Calgary Stampeders' offenses. So we bring in uh, Dave Campbell now uh, to join in on the conversation, uh, or cover our analyst on uh, six thirty, Chet Elks football. Uh, Dave, I went back and watched the game again this afternoon after I got home from Calgary. Man, uh, the fourth quarter is tough to watch, <laughs> and nothing, uh, nothing went. Very sure
0: nothing went very no. well for the Elks. No, not at all, and it was such a a huge swing in momentum. And I think that's the that's the big problem with this team at times is that you know they kind of curbed it for the last couple of games uh but you know really the when when things go bad they make it spectacular you know especially on defense it's not good uh what we saw in that fourth quarter defensively offensively and yet like you know as you said you know you of the defense kind of wears this the the offense kind of wears this too but you know m- my concern is uh just you know, really, the the defense is a bit of a, is than the offense. I mean, the offense scored 30 points in the game, right? And that should be good enough to win. You've got to be able to hold. And, uh, you know, obviously in the clip, I didn't like the Mark McLaurin PI, and I still don't like it, even though I kind of understand the spirit of the rule. Uh, I, I just think you got to use some judgment there. And I didn't think they the, the, the officials used enough judgment. But that being said, you're up by 15 points. you got to find a way to close that game out. And, you know, I'm a little concerned how this team plays on defense uh, more than I am about offense. And obviously, Trey Ford, you know, not his best game passing-wise. Um, you know, his, his, his legs were, were really, really deadly again. And he made some plays that were just unreal. Uh, you know, talk about cutting through a phone booth. But, uh, the um, you know, the Elks have got to find a way to, to curb momentum um when it starts fading uh their way and they just have to find a way to just maybe settle things down a little bit quicker but you could tell that there was a sense of uh oh and dread in that in the elks uh, game especially on defense and um you know they just got to play smarter in key moments as well and uh that's a tough one last night i mean honestly you look at the you look at some games and you know they, they blew a big lead against winnipeg they blew a big lead yesterday um, and you look in earlier in the season, they should have beat the Riders twice. This team could be six and six, Morley, and mm-hmm. in third place in the West, but they're not. They are not. Uh, to
1: me, looking back, uh,
0: a real crucial point of the game came after
1: uh, the touchdown that Steven scored with about th- just, I think it was just under three minutes to play uh, that got them close. Uh, after that, the Elks then went two and out. Offensively, mm-hmm. and then on the next series for Calgary, they scored the touchdown. But in that series, they had a conversion on third Nerd. and six, and that to me, those that combination of the two and out, and then not being able to stop them on that third and six play, that pretty much set things up. And uh, they completed the the comeback with the with the Diedrich Mills uh, touchdown, uh, an 83 Noah. yard drive and a 70 yard drive in the last three minutes. That's that should not happen.
0: Yeah, no question. And you know, I thought Kevin Brown made a mistake on the quarterback option, and I didn't realize it till till later on uh, after the game. But you remember it was a quarterback option uh, with about it was under three minutes. I think it might have been the first play after the warning, the three minute warning. So mm-hmm. it was a quarterback option to the to the left side on the far sideline near the Elks bench, and it wasn't a, a greatly executed play. I thought, but Kevin Brown went out of bounds. That was a mistake, because the clock stops. If he stays inbounds, the the officials blow the play in, and then the clock starts rolling on the official signal. Morley, the stampeders going to run out of time on that on that final yeah. drive. and and they're and they're walking away. The elks are. Uh, back up uh, Queen E2 to Edmonton, running away like bandits with a victory. uh, You're right. You're right. right? But
1: it's not just that Kevin Brown play. They get maybe one, maybe two more first downs in the the fourth quarter, and they can probably kill off that clock and Calgary runs at a time. All right, Dave, I want to talk to you about this second and seven. Brooks stays in. He's lined up to the right side of Trey
2: Ford, who will have an extra man on the line for protection. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Ford drops back. He's in some trouble. He'll roll to the right side. He's dropping back. He's got a long way to go to get this yardage back. He gets back to his 30, the 45. He's got the yardage back. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. He slides to the 32-yard line. He just ran 100 yards on that play, it seemed,
1: and takes it to the Calgary 32-yard line. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. Here is what I see now, Dave. I went back and looked at this, and it's just a shame. As I said earlier with, with Reed when I was talking to him, it's a shame the Elks lost that game because of that play. Because if, if they win that game, that play becomes legendary in Edmonton Elks yeah. history. I mean legendary because of what it was. Okay, I went back and I examined it today, Dave. Uh, they started with the ball on their own 43. So Trey Ford's standing on his own 38 when he gets the snap. He backtracks to the 21, so that's 17 yards. So there. He pulled the Mazzoli. Then he gets back to the line of scrimmage. That's 22 more yards for a total of 39. Uh, From there, he goes from the Edmonton 43 to the Calgary 34. And I'll remind you, he was touched once in that stretch. That's 33 more yards for a total of 72. Now, he goes from the hash marks on the left side to the numbers on the left side, then runs across the field to the numbers on the other side. My estimation is that's somewhere between 30 and 35 yards for a total of 102 to 107 yards on that play the hash marks are 28 yards from the sidelines I could not find anywhere uh, how far the numbers are from the sidelines or from the hash mark so I'm just guesstimating but I think it's about the field is 65 yards wide I'm thinking it's about 30 to 35 yards he traveled so that would take him over 100 yards an absolutely unbelievable play that would have gone down as legendary had the Elks won that game
0: skills for someone who says he doesn't have math skills that that's very impressive you uh, don't know how uh, many times i double checked <laughs> that dave
1: <laughs> drawing little football fields and counting the
0: numbers oh yeah <laughs> you double tripled quadruple check that's right and that that's very smart on your part um this kid is just magic you know and uh, i i just I, I i think this on that play alone the elk should sell five thousand more tickets for Saturday because he's <laughs> just that good, and yet he's he's still learning. He's maturing. It's only his seventh start in the CFL. He's going to get his eighth start on Saturday. Um, he is dynamic. He is the 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 most. Uh, you know, he's the fastest player in the league, clearly, right? And he's so shifty. Uh, and and that play was scary because, like you say, he did the Jeremiah Masoli where he drifts back into, you know, he backpedals. Are you still there, Dave? I guess you're not,
1: but we know what uh, Dave's trying to get through, but we know uh, we know what he meant. I mean, absolutely uh, a legendary play by Trey Ford, and as I say, somewhere between 102 to 107 yards is what I'm estimating. He traveled right from where he took the ball on the snap and then backtracked and then took off moving forward uh, elks getting set uh, back in the field tomorrow for uh, their preparation which is not very long for the labor day uh, rematch game that goes of course saturday at commonwealth stadium you can hit the goelks.com for all your ticket information and we're going to talk about what those tickets can get you when we return on the elks this week
0: Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks. 630 Chad.
1: All right, we're back on the show. The uh, Elks of course uh, came home last night after their game. A 35-31 loss to the uh, Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day Classic. What an excellent uh, bit of research uh, Reed Wilkins did. Had it on Inside Sports uh, before we came on the air at 7.30. Uh, The first uh, Labor Day game was in 1949. Uh, The Calgary Stampeders won that game and until yesterday they never led the season series uh, from uh, there on in. It is now 31-30 and 1. The uh, Stampeders broke the tie with a uh, win last night. Uh, The the, uh, game was in Edmonton the first time it was played. Uh, The first five, I think, were in Edmonton. Uh, Then it moved to Calgary in 1959. Edmonton won, I believe, seven in a row and uh, have had the series lead since 1951 uh, until last night when they lost to the Stampeders 35-31. So the Labor Day series stands at uh, 31-30-1, and we'll put it away now uh, for the rest of this year, although it's going to be hard to forget because of the crushing loss it was uh, for the Elks last night. But we'll put it away, and we'll focus on the rematch game, which is uh, coming up on uh, Saturday at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. You can head to uh, goelks.com for all your ticket information on that. It's a 5 o'clock start. If you're not going, or even if you are going, we got you covered. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff, 5 o'clock is game time for the uh, Elks and uh, the uh, Calgary stampeders in the rematch game uh, the uh, the Elks looking uh, trying to save it I mean they're gonna have to get awfully hot now here's the situation in the standings uh, to make the playoffs I got you got to believe the West is gone now Saskatchewan with six wins I don't think there's any way uh, they're catching them because Saskatchewan's going to get some wins down the road they do play each other one more time even if it's tied Saskatchewan has the tiebreaker because of the two wins over the Elks earlier this year and well should have won both those games, too. Uh, So that's the situation there. So they have to finish ahead of Calgary in the west and ahead of Ottawa and Hamilton in the east. Calgary and Hamilton both have four wins. Ottawa has three wins. Hamilton plays Ottawa on Friday night. Talk about your unfair advantage, too. I don't know what the CFL is doing as far as the schedule goes, but this is absolutely brutal. The Hamilton Tiger Cats played yesterday. They will play Friday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's, what, three days between games Ottawa is coming off a bye week. And uh, by all means, probably should crush Hamilton. But we'll see how that game plays out. Ottawa and Hamilton on Friday. The Elks, of course, will play against uh, the the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday. Triple header coming up on Saturday in the Canadian Football League. We'll also have the rematch between Saskatchewan and uh, Winnipeg. And uh, then uh, before that, the first game, we'll have uh, Montreal playing in Toronto. So that's the uh, situation for uh, the schedule uh, coming up this week uh five o'clock start on uh, Saturday for the Elks and the Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day rematch game now here's the situation for that we were hoping to talk with uh with Evan Dom I don't know where I'm in a little trouble getting a hold of him so uh we'll I'll just go through some of the details uh for you as uh, they are saying it's a big game for Swifties uh and uh, head to the Elks website to get all the details on this but uh, they're going to be giving away some tickets and apparently you can't say the name of the artist because the artist is just that big uh Uh, But if you buy tickets and go to the game on Saturday, uh, there will be a chance for you to win two tickets to see this artist. Uh, Not only will you see this artist, but you'll see this artist in Paris, France. How does that sound? Uh pretty cool indeed. Uh and uh you'll get uh some airfare, you'll get uh I believe you get uh, some uh, G- a GCE for some Airbnb. Uh so in all it sounds like it's going to be a terrific prize to win, but you can't win If you don't go to the game, so get your tickets. And you also have to be in your seats and have your tickets scanned in before the opening kickoff. So not only do you have to be at the game, but you can't be late for the game. So you must be there indeed to uh, take in uh, that on Saturday. Uh, Like I say, they can't say who this artist is because this artist is just so big. But I'll tell you what, this concert could be tailor-made for you. So act swiftly to get your tickets for the game on Saturday, the Elks and the Calgary Stan peters and as we uh, we heard earlier from uh, the head coach of the edmonton Alex, he's pretty confident his team will be able to bounce back
3: in the rematch game they've been resilient the entire year i fully expect them to you know they'll be off tomorrow and then they'll come back and get ready to uh to get the rematch underway and and uh, go play some some tough football this weekend i mean that's that's fully the plan and like i say it's uh it's a young group and we've got to just continue working with them to work through all the uh, the issues that young guys make.
1: You know what? They've had bounce backs all year. I've been... So- so amazed at their resiliency through an 0-9 start. They kept just saying we can play better, we will play better we just need a spark. While Trey Ford has been that spark they're 2-2 two two with Ford as a starting quarterback and have looked better offensively in the last four games uh, than they have all season long, maybe even going back to last season as well. So we'll see how they continue and how they bounce back for this one Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. The rematch game between uh, the Elks and the Calgary Stampeders. We'll of course have a- for you here on 6.30 Chid. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock is game time. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy for uh, uh, operating things as our technical producer back at the the station at 6.30 Chid. Thanks, as always, to Dave Campbell for stepping on the program as well. Uh, My name's Morley Scott. I'll see you tomorrow morning on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre. Have a great night, everybody.